Question Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Big Question Podcast. Joining us today is Rocky, Kat, and me, Pete. You. Hi. I've just been to Denmark. Lucky swine. I went to Denmark last week. I went to a music festival in Denmark, a Haven festival, where I went to see The National, who are one of my favourite bands, and they fucking killed, by the way. They were fucking brilliant. I have seen them a number of times. I've heard Back first, in the day. First time, time I ever ago. saw them. They were absolutely yeah, fucking brilliant. Yeah, my ex was very much into them. We saw them a few times around Nottingham. Like, this is like seven, eight years ago. But yeah, they were pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah, they're, they're just amazing. Love them. I wrote down a load of things about Denmark. Well, actually, Copenhagen, because I didn't really go anywhere else in Denmark. Copenhagen is my favourite city that I've ever visited, ever. It's, uh, I kind of describe it as a cook's paradise. <laughs> is it really fishy? Yeah, it's it's really fishy, but like, is it's also really herring? porky. Is it like, oh, pork? Interesting. Um, yeah, they herring are the, a lot. Hmm? The pickled herring. Yeah, and I tried pickled herring yeah, and I, I wrote that, I wrote this down. I had that in Sweden. Pickled herring on rye bread yeah. or whatever the dark bread is. It's actually yeah. really fucking nice. Yeah, I had that in Sweden. It's, I don't even like pickled food and actually it was really nice. And it, it was like flavours I had never tasted before. Yeah. I didn't know how of, to compute them. It's kind of sweet. Well, yeah, the, it's the, the stuff in Denmark is, is quite sweet. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's really fucking nice. Mm. Uh, yeah, you might not get on Rocky because you don't eat meat, you don't eat fish. It's, they are... It was, well, but I was just about to ask, aren't you veggie? Well, like Pescatarian. Oh, yes, so I'm not veggie, I'm <laughs> pescatarian. Right, Denmark has like, I think it's, it's either five or six million people live in Denmark and there are 20 million pigs. Wow. Yeah, they, they, they are one of the biggest exports of pork in the world. Oh yeah, because Danish bacon, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Exactly. Of course, Danish bacon. That makes total sense. I could just totally move, move and live in Copenhagen. It's really fucking cool. It's beautiful. It's, I, I mean, I said this earlier to you, but it's like, it's beautiful in a really mm. kind of weirdly bleak way. Yeah. Because you, you're quite understated. It's not. It's very, yeah, it's very yeah, understated. It's sort of, it doesn't have, doesn't, like London is full of like really over the top yeah. architecture Blingy, and it's beautiful. Glitzy, yeah. yeah it, it's not like that at all. Yeah. It's, it's not like that. Mm. It's quite utilitarian yeah. in places. Same in Sweden. But it's sort of, it's still kind of cool. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to really quantify and I'll probably put a couple of my holiday snaps up to kind of demonstrate in the episode images that it's just it's really really cool. Mm. It's like Iceland Iceland's probably very similar. Yeah. Cuz I really 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 love Iceland and it's so beautiful. There's nothing there though. There's like hardly any people. But Reykjavik's quite nice and I probably would or could contemplate living there, except for the fact that it's so desolate. Like, and I guess dark for like half the year. <laughs> well, yeah, but then like the opposite effect for oh, the other yeah. half of the oh, year. That would almost be Which, worse. No, I really enjoyed oh, it. Really? Like the hot springs were amazing. I just have to have mega like blackout curtains because if it was light all night, that even drove me mad when I went to Stockholm because well, it was getting light at three o'clock in the morning well, and I can couldn't think about, stand it. So like it was light for, it was light all the time essentially. Yeah. It didn't really go dark, but if you're, sort of sat in a in a pool that's heated geothermally yeah. at like mm. half ten at night and it's bright. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this is so relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> you just forget about it. And I, I suppose... You in forget some... to go to bed. Yeah. Well, you do. You do. I was like stood outside at two in the morning and it was bright. That's and I was so like, strange. what the fuck is going on? It messes with your whole body. It must have been fairly... It's nothing like that in Denmark. It's not that far north. No. Isn't it? It is exactly like the UK. Yeah. The weather okay. is exactly the same as the UK. Yeah. I looked it up, actually. It's further south than Sweden, isn't it? It's below, Yeah, it's like, loads just, further yeah, south. Yeah. It's just yeah. above Germany. Yeah, right. It's about on the same level as East Ang- 
Angular. 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 <laughs> no, wait, wait, Anglia. East Anglia. So a little oh, bit north of London. Not adorable. Much. East I, Angular. It probably it is mildly angular. <laughs> so the funny thing is there, like I knew when I said that I knew I was saying the wrong thing. <laughs> and if probably only UK people will know this, but that's a Jade Goodyism. It is. It is. It is a Jade Goodyism. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about Jade Goody oh, and we're not going to talk about her anymore. Poor no. Jade. Yeah. Poor Jade. So flying. You don't like that very I've much, I've mentioned this oh, many no. times. I hate flying. Were you knocked out? Like the flight couldn't have been more right. than about two hours. Yeah. The <laughs> flight was 90 minutes. Wow. And you knocked yourself out. Did you still fucking minutes. hate it? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you were flying high on uh, uh So things. I made a note. I took about the same amount of Valium that they give to tigers so 20-year-old blokes <laughs> with dodgy tribal tattoos can have pictures taken with them. <laughs> <laughs> and as a result... Not a fucking problem. <laughs> Don't you find that when so you get you, off at the other end, you're still completely incapacitated? Um, Do not have to wheel you through you know the what? airport? No, really? no, not really, not really. Um, but I tell you what, the plane out, hmm. so I had to get up before four o'clock in the morning Eesh. to get to Heathrow. Nasty so that. Heathrow yeah. it, from Heathrow is the main airport of London and it is 25 miles from my front door. Is it that far away? Yeah, because it's, it's miles away. We're, we're, all, it's in, we're all in South East London and it's like west, the far West London. Further out of West London, yeah. I suppose it is quite a long way, isn't it? London is like 45 miles across or something. Yeah, because what did you think? Here, literally my my house to my parents' house is only 20 miles. So it's actually further to get to Heathrow Airport than it is to get to my parents. Yeah, so they're in Hertfordshire. I think it's wider than it is Yeah, tall. you might be right, actually. Because it goes along the Thames, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, the plane took off at 7am and I had, I don't actually remember exactly how many. I had a collection of two mil tablets of Valium, which is actually a really small dose, but mm. you know, they still hit you in the face if you take a good few of them. Mm. And I, I was just so totally zonked out on the plane. <laughs> if you remember the film 12 Monkeys and there's a scene where Bruce Willis has been like completely, I bet you've not even seen this film. I've not even you? seen no. that. Neither of you have seen this film. Okay, Sorry. there's no point in describing this. He's dribbling. I was pretty much dribbling. Uh, I was right, trying to okay. watch Bojack Horseman, which is one of my favourite TV shows ever. <laughs> I was watching it for the second time. Because it's just the greatest TV show ever and everyone should watch it. And you're a cunt, you know. <laughs> but I was just could not, could not concentrate on it. I was just, I was literally like heroin addict nodding off <laughs> like the whole way through the flight. But then I got off the plane and the plane and it you're was all fine. Right. Wow. All right. And one of the nicest experiences I've had in my life traveling anywhere was we got off the plane and it took one hour and about five minutes to get to stand to get off the plane mm -hmm. and walk into the airbnb place <laughs> because it's not that big yeah so the airport's not that far away and you know it's not nice. that far to get to the place i needed to get there's only like a million people in copenhagen and it's small and it's beautiful it's self-contained and you can Aww. walk everywhere right Cute. okay it's expensive yes it's mm -hmm. really fucking expensive yeah well a lot of the <clears throat> sort of Scandinavian Nordic countries are really quite expensive. High rate of tax, yeah. very high level of public services. Mm -hmm. But if you live and work there, then I would imagine your wage is proportionate. Yeah, the wages are higher. I yeah. looked it up and a conservative estimate, be, being an IT consultant doing what I do, I mean, I could make a shitload of money in the UK if I, if I chose <laughs> to, if I choose to have a permanent job. But if I wanted to go consulting in Copenhagen, 
if I worked all year round, I'd make about two or three hundred thousand pounds a year doing fucking it. Fucking hell. Yeah, but that's But then at the same time, it's really yeah, fucking expensive. Yeah. Then you go out like for a drink and it's like 10 expensive. quid for one drink. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, actually, so. it, to be honest, so I haven't experienced every single thing there, obviously, but like food and drink and mm. travel, which are the kind of obvious things that you will experience, I'd say it's about 25% more expensive. So just as a for instance, we went to this kind of um, street food hall. We went a couple of times and actually mm. apparently it's quite famous because I was talking to somebody about it and they knew exactly what I was talking about. It's cool because it's right on the river. It's it's in a reclaimed kind of I've hotel. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So it worked out at about £11 for an Aperol spritz. Yeah. But it was a pretty fucking mighty one. That and sounds a- like Sweden. When I, The first night we were there, I paid about £11 for a gin and tonic. And I think it was like a double gin and tonic, but still £11. Yeah. Like, that's I think mental. in Iceland we, we paid fifth, somewhere between 12 and 15 for mm. certain things, which is, it's, it's a lot of that, money. I know yeah. I said this to you earlier, but like I can't, that's probably one of the reasons why everyone is so slim because they just can't afford to either <laughs> drink food. <laughs> or food. I'm going to get to that. I Are know you? the reason why they're all so slim. <laughs> well, go on. Maybe we you. would be too. Um, I paid the equivalent. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I paid the equivalent of about forty-two pound for a bottle of wine. Whoa! Three times <laughs> in one evening. <laughs> Ouch! I was. Very happy though at the end of it. Yeah, I bet. I was, was actually. I just. I'm just going to knock knock onto this point. So we we're going to see the national on the Saturday night at Haven Festival. It was actually quite rainy and unpleasant. Mm. It actually did stop by the time by the time they were playing, mm. but it rained pretty solidly for a couple of hours. So in order to sort of because you couldn't take glass onto the main into the main stage, mm. so in order to in order to do something with the last bottle of wine that we bought. For £42, we also spent £3 each on a bottle of water to just tip it out on the ground oh my to then go decant the wine into. Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, Gosh. I was pretty drunk by that point and I, I was kind of reflecting at that moment. Yeah, this is the sort of things, you know, because I'm right at the end of the month now for me, so I'm I'm pretty much overdrawn. And these are the sort of things that now I ro- roll around my head. <laughs> I could have made better choices and yeah. I might have slightly more money in the bank. <laughs> so bike culture, which mm-hmm. was the kind of most noticeable thing about the place. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in many ways, it's just a city. And I like cities. It's a very nice example of one, but it is just a city. But there literally aren't streets that don't have bike lanes. Mm. It's they, like that in the Netherlands. Yeah they, just, yeah, they just don't seem to exist. Everyone has a bike. Well, it's it's crazier than that in Copenhagen. There seems to be three bikes for every person. Nice. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. There are three bikes for every person. Now. Well, you know, if you can't afford a Ferrari, why don't you just buy <laughs> three, three different bikes? But I think that's why they're so slim, because everybody, yeah. everybody cycles everywhere. Yeah. Oh, God, even if I did cycle places i just choose the downhill option there are no downhill yeah, it's options always all on the flat. Like, it's all flat i'd be like get on a bus to go back up the hill and just just like roll down it oh yeah and actually public transport seems to be on the trust system when it comes to paying if you if you have a valid ticket you don't have to show it anybody they don't they don't care and actually rome was like that i don't think anyone actually obeys the role the rules in rome whereas in let's not get started on this again <laughs> Right, okay. I'm trying to jump through all of these very quickly. I've lost all my words there. <laughs> and usually I have the best words. <laughs> You're like a dictionary. I'm like a dictionary. Right. Yeah. Just this is a this is a thought I wrote down. 
the Airbnb was a bit of a bro kingdom, funny magnet kind of apartment. <laughs> I, I, that's the only way I can describe it. It well, just we saw magnet. the pictures. Yeah. yeah it, so... Oh, I'm going to put them on the episode. Quite, it's quite yeah. out there. It just, I'm sure he was a nice guy. We had no interaction with him whatsoever. Uh, my better half had a couple of texts with him, but mm. he never came to visit. He just said, here's the code to the door. Keys will be under the mm. mat. Deal with it. And it was yeah. a really nice apartment. Was it literally just a rental apartment then? It was a rental like apartment. A, okay. Airbnb. Fourth yeah, time I've yeah, done yeah. Airbnb this year. Wow. I've never done it Airbnb ever. We've well, done it it, twice you, in you could have stayed in Manchester in our Airbnb. I could have done, but I didn't want to sleep on the floor. Well, there was and I don't want to sleep in a bed with Gary. <laughs> no, no, there was... It was like a four-bedroom well, house that know. only two people yeah, were staying in. Well, never mind. Well, it's sometimes better in a hotel. <laughs> My hotel it, was pretty sweet, actually, to be fair. Admittedly, yeah. I'm going to Manchester in a few weeks to see the National again. Fucking hell. Um, Mega fan. I use it as an excuse to go back to Manchester because I like going back to Manchester. But this time around, fuck it. I'm getting a hotel. I've already done it. I don't need I don't need to anyone to put me up. I'd rather stay in a hotel <laughs> and have enough. my own space. So a couple of things that I noticed about the guy's apartment. Um, he had 1.5 litre bottles of vodka. Bloody hell. Which I assume that he uses to um, incapacitate <laughs> female <victims>. prey. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with the term bro-partment when I was there. I don't know if anyone else yeah. has come up with it. It's kind of obvious, but it yeah, was, no, it was like a it. total bro-partment. Yeah. And uh, one of the weird things I kind of experienced, so we watched, um, I watched some Danish TV while I was there. Um, They have like, I'm going to get to it a bit more. In fact, I'm going to jump to it right now. So Northern Europeans all look the same. Like UK is Northern Europe. Mm -hmm. Half of France, I suppose, is Northern Europe, more or less. The Netherlands, Belgium, maybe. Um, and obviously Denmark, Sweden, I think Norway. they have better cheekbones in Scandinavia. But uh, they, they and they're taller. They are taller, mm. and I felt I I usually am one of the taller people, and I felt short, mm. shorter. But um, <laughs> one of the kind of weird experiences I had is like when I went to Italy. Um, everyone knows you're not Italian. They can just tell immediately, mm. and I, I don't know what it is because actually, the, when the first time I went to Italy, like the thing that really surprised me is like. Oh, actually, like you have this image in your head of what Italians look like, and lots of them do. Actually, lots of them just look exactly the same as people in the UK. Slightly tanned, wear their sunglasses indoors, very loud. That's, how, <laughs> yeah. that's literally but, the, but, they're, they're the three tells of an Italian. <laughs> but the, the, you know, genetically look identical to people in the UK, quite a lot of them. But anyway, the point, the point I was making is that like they always knew that you were not Italian. It just seemed to be universal. They could tell immediately that you were not Italian, even though like we don't look that different. I mean, obviously I'm a white guy and I'm a really white guy. <laughs> I'm from the north of England. I'm pale as fuck. Yeah, well, I was just about to say like, aside from your skin color and the fact that you're not super loud all the time. Well, I'm quite loud. I've been told a lot. <laughs> anyway, no, but, but the point is that like people just knew immediately. But in Denmark, where pretty much 90% of the population has as good a grasp of English as you do. No one assumes that you're not Danish. So like I had this experience like 50 times where people started speaking in Danish to you. <laughs> you kind of reply back in English and then they just flick into perfect yeah, English. Yeah. But it was just really strange that like they couldn't tell that I wasn't, you know, because we just look the same kind of pale yeah, sort of. Icelanders just naturally, I think they just speak English even amongst themselves now. Because they just, 
they, well, they, just, so they just don't bother to even no, to us they probably knew that we were tourists and they're just speaking English <laughs> immediately but mm. even in like the remotest of remote par- parts of Iceland we go to a supermarket because we'd you know been driving around and visiting and and they'd just be like hello you know blah 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 <laughs> it's like 150 krona thanks it's really cheap by the way um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not fucking cheap in Denmark <laughs> That's about twenty quid in Denmark. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, so it's because they like they like get into the thousands, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> Why is it not just one? <laughs> one krona is about twelve or thirteen pence. Okay, because it's like a hundred and twenty nine ish krona to the pound, Icelandic krona. Yeah, so my brother just got back from Cambodia, and it's like three hundred thousand. What even is it? Dong? Dong? And it's like oh, is that Vietnam? five pounds or something. I think, I think Dong is <laughs> it Vietnam. It sounds insane. 300,000. in some yeah. of these countries. And, and you've got like 20 like... quid in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so something else that I observed while I was there. So we've all heard the term Hinglish before. No. You've never heard the term Hinglish before? I don't think so. So um, Hinglish is a very... So in Indy... In India, where uh, in the parts of the country where Hindi is widely spoken, right. English is also widely spoken. I mean, uh, English, as far as I can tell, in India, I work with a lot of Indians, so I get this sort of, I get this a lot speaking to them. But like, it's like I've got I've got like three colleagues who are all native-born Indians who've only moved over here in the last few years, mm. and like, they're all from different parts of the country. Two of them speak Hindi. One of them doesn't speak Hindi. So their only common language uh, is English. Interesting. And, uh, you know, in, in, in India, like a good chunk of the population speak pretty good English. Yeah. So, but one of the weird kind of um, features of uh, having sort of this dual um, language thing mm. is they start, they start feeding into each other. So if right. you ever hear anybody, any Indian person speaking uh, Hindi, yeah, yeah, yeah. you There's hear English, English all over it. Yeah, that's true. And it's got to the point that like entire phrases you hear english phrases <laughs> interspersed in the hindi and i hear it's it really every good. single day because like around me where i work yeah. there's like three indian dudes who all work around yeah. me and they, should they not all be speaking english if they're working in the uh, uk um yeah essentially like one of them has much weaker english than the other two uh, okay you know i'm not gonna criticize him like <laughs> i don't think i could go to india and work successfully so and he seems to know what he's doing so I'm not going to complain. It's a bit Miss Brexit of you there, Kat. No, it's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> if if they're so in the UK, shouldn't they just be Well, if English? you're working in a job or studying in the UK, you do have to meet a certain level of English yeah. and you should be but it, speaking English in a working environment. I don't want that to be the case because <laughs> I, saying? I'm not ruling out wanting to go and live in Copenhagen and work there. <laughs> yeah. I have to do it in English. To, <laughs> shouldn't you be speaking Danish? <laughs> it's fucking hard. So the point is, so that's uh-huh. English. Right. Well recognized famous phenomenon. Yeah. I think I've heard Dinglish. <laughs> Dinglish. Dinglish. So while I was at this music festival, Brilliant. like I heard loads and loads of Danes speaking to each other. And then just every now and again, there'd be entire English phrases put inside their Danish conversation. It was the weirdest thing. How weird. And like, it's, but the, the thing is, is when you watch the TV, because I started mm. all of this with when you, when you see the TV, it's not that weird because their adverts, some of their adverts are in English. Really they have entire channels that are just in English. I, see, I find because, and their university education yeah. is in English. I yeah, find yeah. it so hard to get my head around like the notion of having two languages like in one head. I can't 
I can't fathom well, it because I've always didn't, been a person. Didn't that... former host of the podcast Maria once say that she can like reasonably well speak about five yeah. different languages? Yeah, she did, and I just. I literally, I've mastered one language really well, which is English. I'm very good at that. But everything else I am shockingly bad. I, I'm just not a languages person, I don't think. I think some people are naturally quite good at languages. I have always been appalling at languages. My, my, better half can, my better half can speak three pretty well. And like, you, you could probably drop her in France and she'd make, she'd get by as well. And you just, speak, you speak a couple some better than others, but yeah, you don't use them but, anymore. But it's probably why I'm so shit. But it, I had to force myself, though. I don't think I was naturally very good at it. Mm, perhaps you um, actually need to be living in another country. Oh yeah, yeah. When I lived there, to it was, have to do it, it. Was, it was yeah. No, you know, no question. You could pick it up. And actually, spending a little time in Iceland, you started to pick up the odd few words. Mm. Um, I really love their word for thanks, which is tack. Tack. Yeah. <laughs> tack. Duck, duck, duck. They're well, Scandinavian. I think it's called. They're kind of all mutually intelligible a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Icelandic is less so, but yeah. probably the other ones are slightly more intelligible with each other, like to the point. But I mean, I've said this before. But I used to play in a band and this with this Spanish guy, and he said that he could understand most of what Italians and Portuguese mm. were saying to him. Yeah. Mostly, you know, about seventy-five percent of it. It's interesting. Next thing. Carlsberg. So Carlsberg is a beer. We're all familiar with it. Is it actually Danish? It's Danish beer, yeah. Because yeah. it, So it's not like Foster's, which is like classic. Oh, no, British. no. You, there's, there's, Carl, there's, Carl, there, there's Carlsberg and there's actually a lot of different variations of Carlsberg in Denmark. And there's uh, Tuborg, Tuborg, which is the other one you see, oh, yeah, which is another yeah. Danish beer, which is actually brewed. I think they, they, the same company owns them both now. So I went to the Carlsberg factory. And um, one of the really interesting things I found out about Carlsberg while I was there is um, up until about 1937, 38, which will become very apparent in a second, they used to use the swastika as one of their symbols. <laughs> Awkward. And That's where that picture of the elephant that you sent us with there a are big swastika on all, its side. Yeah, all over oh, the Carlsberg factory. But why have they not changed it? This is yeah. what I couldn't understand when you sent me the picture. I was a bit like... Surely by now somebody's gone, hmm, we need to change this architecture. <laughs> do you know what do you know what's interesting about this? This I think this ties in very very well with current um current happenings in the world. Because mm-hmm. obviously there's been a lot of um uh protests about the Confederate statues in mm-hmm. the in the US. I personally I'm not actually in favor of removing the statues. What I am in favor of, however, is putting next to the statues yes. a very honest breakdown yes. of who this person was, I agree with that. what he believed, yeah. and what the people locally believed yeah. about him. Yeah, because I because I think actually, ju- just like slavery in the UK, mm-hmm. like we we think well, we don't talk about we were involved in this. We were really fucking heavily involved in the slave trade. Like we should talk about this. We shouldn't pretend like it didn't happen. And I and I think the best thing they could mm-hmm. ever do in America is actually just be honest about stuff. But the thing is that. Um, the uh, pro-Confederate people probably wouldn't really go for that because they don't like having the honest truth pushed in front of their face. A lot of the sort of pro-Confederate people, they they really like the idea that the whole reason there was an American Civil War was about states' rights. It fucking wasn't. It was, it was about slavery, slavery. And they lost. Yeah, they like, lost. But they want to pretend like that isn't a fact I don't get anymore. with these people. Like, they're, some of them are like, obviously, like, 
Nazis, whatever they're carrying like the Confederate Lo- lots flag. Lots of them aren't. Yeah, no, I know. I said, I mean, some, um, some of them are Nazis. I don't, not all of them. But it's like, like both of those sides lost. The Confederacy lost. The Nazis lost. What are you doing? <laughs> it's well, over, man. It, it, they lost. Stop. Like, well, the world gets a bit strange. The further away you get from historical events, yeah. the world becomes a bit strange. Glorified. But yeah, the point is that actually, I like the fact that they don't try and hide this. Like the the only place I remember it even talking about swastikas is it just said in one note in the kind of display when you're walking through the old factory is um, they were a good look symbol and they were used to, up to 1938. How did it become? How did it go from something? Because there are when I was in India, you see that symbol sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. again, it's from that kind of peace. It's like a peace symbol. How the hell did that go from that? to being used by the Nazis well, in the was, way that it was. He was trying to brainwash people into thinking that... His, so it's the way that he called it the was, Socialist Party, and obviously yeah, it was yeah. anything but a Socialist Party. He was trying to say, you know, we're, mm. we're the better party yeah. after banning all I other guess parties. That makes sense. Surely he would have probably realised that people don't believe him by now. But <laughs> um, clearly not. Also, though, it was slightly... It's, like, it's been tilted, hasn't it? Because the, the, the symbol, yeah, the symbol you sounds... showed me was was very sort of vertical, horizontal. But I'm sure isn't a swastika uh, slightly oh tilted to kind of interesting. Yeah, oh, I, I think know. you're right. Actually, I'm going to Google this. I've not even thought about that. No, I've not thought about that. I, uh, that's what I thought in my head anyway. But I might be wrong. Hold on. No, I think I think you're quite correct. How do you even spell swastika? It's with a K. Oh, right, yeah. So swastika. while Kat is looking this up, the last sort of note that I made is. So after seeing the National, we had to get a bus from this side of the sea because it's not even a river. It's all, what do you call it? An archipelago. Archipelago. Collection of islands. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So had to get a bus from one bit to some bridges and yada, yada, yada. So it was 1.30 in the morning and the bus driver was playing Patti Smith on the bus, which was really (laughs) fucking cool. Like, old punk lady. I just I made a note of it at the time and I thought oh that's really fucking cool you're playing Patty Smith in the middle of the night I remember a bus driver in Manchester and I, I suspect that a few other people who know Manchester from 20 years ago will remember this there was just this one bus driver who had who had a night bus route going through South Manchester and he used to hook up a sort of boom box and he used to play really <laughs> really loud sort of soul R&B stuff in about 1998. Nice. And he always used to have like his mates on the bus with him. And I'm pretty sure they were smoking weed as well. <laughs> so probably giving him weed as well. Sounds but, about right. But um, yeah. South Manchester. This, this right? is South Manchester. This was kind of town to Wivington, Didsbury kind of area. <laughs> student route. Yeah, student route. Well, I mean, I used to live in West Didsbury at that yeah. time. Yeah. So he probably was supplying and doing... Oh, no, no, no. The person, I, I I lived in a house that was inhabited by a drug dealer before I lived in it. <laughs> yeah, have a free bus ride. Here's so, cat swastikas. Yeah, okay, so I just found a bit of inf- interesting information from Wikipedia on this. Um, so, the swastika um, is an ancient religious icon used in the Indian subcontinent, East Asia and Southeast Asia, where it has been and remains a sacred symbol of spiritual principles in Buddhism, Hinduism and Jainism. In the Western world, it was historically a symbol of auspiciousness and good luck. But in the 1930s, it became the main feature of Nazi symbolism as an emblem of Aryan race identity. And as a result, it has become stigmatized in the West by association with ideas of racism, hate and mass murder. Um, 
I can't find any difference really between the upright version and the sidewaysy version. So this is like the slightly slanty version. And but the, there are also... And there is kind of the backwards cap version of the swastika. Yeah, there is also the difference between a left-pointed one and a right-pointed one. But again, I can't really find what those differences is. There was one thing to do with Hinduism where one way represented day and the other way represented night. Um, with regards to Nazism, I don't really think it makes much of a difference. It's just just swastikas in the yeah, way that bands. we are familiar with swastika bands yeah just swastika bands i think actually generally the nazis used it as a slight as like it's twisted slightly round so it's not it's not it's not day or night yeah it's slanty it's quite a cool look really it's a shame that they had to go yeah. and ruin it i mean that is a strong logo i mean it, it is it's a yeah. nice piece of design <laughs> it is it's just a shame it's a shame it's attached to such horribleness. It is. It really is. I'd like it to be the header image for this podcast and it wasn't attached to all of that, but I can't have it, so <laughs> yeah, life goes on. I think it's time yeah. to shut this podcast down. Say goodnight, Kat. Goodnight, Say Kat. goodnight, Rocky. Goodnight. And I'll say goodnight, too. You may as well. Okay, goodnight. <laughs> goodnight. Do you like how you always go in tune when we do this? Yeah, we do. Goodnight. See? In tune again? What? Harmonious. <laughs> we harmonise. That's a bit low for you. Can't do that one. <laughs> well, I probably can. Good night. Good night. Six. Ta. Threw me off. Barkeep Peter Martin. Oh. Uh.